Ba-da-da-da-da-da. We're back. Michigan State, 1-0. Michigan, 1-0. And the Detroit football freaking Lions kicking off the season. National TV, all eyes, coast to coast. I'm in California. We'll be watching. You're in Detroit. You'll be watching. They're in Florida, Boston, fucking Indonesia. They'll be watching. Kicking off the season against the Chiefs. Dude, I'm gassed up. I'm sweating right now. I'm wearing a – you can kind of see it if you're watching on YouTube. You can definitely see it. I take that back. You can absolutely see it. I'm sweating right now out of excitement and out of drinking a coffee. I can't believe we're here. I can't believe the NFL's here. I can't believe week one of college football is in the past. Um, I fucking love football season, dude. It is really the best time of the year. It's the best sport to watch. It's the best, like, vibes. There's no pomp and circumstance like there is with football. The excitement going into each week – the day of the game, going into the game, whether you're at the location or with your friends at a bar, whatever, nothing like that. The highs and the lows during the game, the way you feel after the game, whether your team's won or lost, it is an unbelievable feeling. I can't wait, dude. And it's, I want to talk to college teams, right? Like Michigan State, there's absolutely some stuff to say. U of M, there's some stuff to say, not as much, but I, I'm thinking about the Lions. I'm thinking about Thursday night. I'm thinking about winning a fucking Super Bowl. That's what I'm thinking about. We'll start with MSU, and I, I, I'm going to have to start doing these twice a week probably just to, uh, you know, cover everything, cover the week prior, cover the week ahead. Michigan State's got Richmond this week. Michigan's got UNLV. I mean, it's going to be the same story as it was last week, right? Like two teams that Michigan's obviously supposed to be great. Michigan State, I don't know if we're supposed to be great, but we're better than fucking Richmond. I do know that. Two teams that are supposed to win these games pretty handily. Two teams that we expect to win these games pretty handily. And two teams where I don't think it's going to take a whole lot of like crazy plotting and scheming, a whole lot of creativity, or at least it shouldn't, to get the job done. Two teams were like Michigan State, the one thing that bothers me, and we've talked a ton. You heard the Boo Birds in Spartan Stadium Friday. We've seen the frustration on Twitter carrying over a little bit from last year with the offensive play calling and Jay Johnson. But, dude, the one thing that does bother me about, I guess it's the team more than the coaches, because trust me, I'm upset with the coaches. Shotgun on fourth and one. What are Did we learn nothing? Did we learn nothing, bro? Quarterback sneak it once. Just get under center, run a fullback dive once. What are we getting into the shotgun for? And then we've got four wide receivers, but we're going to bring them all in tight anyways. Tell the whole fucking world. Tell people in Capri we're running the ball up the middle just to get nothing and turn it over on downs. Have we learned nothing? Jay Johnson. The one thing that does upset me about it is I feel like when you're playing a Central Michigan or you're playing Richmond, and I get they have Division One athletes too, but like we're Michigan State. They're central. I know we're not going to win the Big Ten this year, but we're still Michigan State. Mel Tucker still recruited some guys. I know they're younger. I feel like we should be able to just line up and run the ball for four yards every play. That does bother me. Like, in Jay's defense, that should be something we're able to do. Michigan does that shit to everybody. Michigan could do that shit to Ohio State. They could do it to Penn State. We, Michigan State, you should be able to line up against the central Michigan front Tell them you're running the ball up the middle and then run the ball up the middle and get four yards. Like you should be able to just manhandle guys. You shouldn't need Noah Kim to throw 40 yard bombs to move the chains. 
You shouldn't need Tyrell Henry to make crazy catches to move the chains. You shouldn't need po or a fade smash to Jerron Glover to move the chains. You should be able to sit there and go, this guy, Carter, number five, he's going to take the handoff from our quarterback. He's going to run it right there, and we're going to get four yards because we're better, bigger, stronger, faster, better than you are. We should be able to do it. So it is frustrating that that's not really a reality, or at least it wasn't against Central. Now, I thought the offensive line got better in the second half. I thought everything got better in the second half for State this weekend. Noah Kim got better. He throws a hell of a deep ball. We can talk about the intermediate routes, a couple inaccurate throws, which need to be cleaned up certainly before they play Washington. But that deep ball's pretty. I know we lost Keon and he balled out for Florida State. But we got some guys that look like they're up to replacing him. Jerron Glover, I think he's going to be a player. Tyrell Henry, you saw the catch he made. I think he's going to be a player. We haven't really seen Antonio Gates get any chances yet, but I think there's potential there. Christian Fitzpatrick, big body. I think we'll be all right in the wide receiver department. We have the playmakers. We just need to figure out a way to get those guys the ball. Like We need to figure out a way to call offense to get those guys the ball. And like I said, it's not going to be imperative this week, or at least it shouldn't be against Richmond, but Washington's looming and they look fucking incredible. They look like we could have the best defense in the country and they'd still score 30 points on us. You're going to have to figure something out pretty fucking quickly. If you're Jay Johnson and the staff for MSU and it's compounded upon the frustrations of last year, we had Jaden Reed. We had Keon Coleman. We had Peyton Thorne. However you feel about him, whether he's better or worse than Noah Kim. I don't think he has an arm like Noah Kim does. You saw that throw he made at the end of the half at bonked Montori Foster in the face. I don't know if Peyton Thorne makes that throw. I don't think he does. You're going to have to figure something out. You're just, you're going to have to. You have to get, find ways to get your playmakers the football. If running it up the middle isn't working, you got to figure something else out. If the five-yard intermediate routes aren't working, you got to figure something else out. And credit where credit's due. Thank fucking God. They made the adjustments at half. The offense looked infinitely better at half. The offensive line was better. Kim looked better. The wide receivers were running open. The play calling was better. It was more aggressive. Like, I understand what Jay Johnson was trying to do in that first half where he's calling the run. He's calling the intermediate pass. We want <clears throat> the slow, methodical drive, which we're going to need more of to beat Washington the way they score points. But look, what, what works, works. You know what I mean? Like, even if the if the Washington game comes, and we know we got to chew clock, we need 10 play drives, we got to keep our defense rested, we got to keep Penix off the field. I know that's the ideal formula, but look, after the second drive, after the third drive, if that shit isn't working, you have to call offense to your strengths. You have to, you just have to go with what does work. As badly as you want to be methodical, as badly as you want the eight-minute drive, you have to call what works because right at the end of the day, you need fucking points. You don't need time of possession. You don't need most plays run. You need points. So it was good to see them adjust in the second half. They started going a little more vertical. They got a little more aggressive. They played to what I think Noah Kim's strengths are, which is airing it out, letting him stretch the field a bit. Would like to see a couple more Noah Kim runs. Mel Tucker talked about how he's one of the fastest guys on the team. Wouldn't hate incorporating that as a weapon this offense has. Um, something that, you know, Thorne didn't do a ton of at MSU. He would run here and there, but was never like a super dynamic athlete that I think defense is really worried about. Would like to get Nathan Carter the ball more. Um, I think he's clearly the best back on the team. Jalen Berger, he had the touchdown and he was good on that drive. He scored on 
But I think it's pretty clear if you watch the game Friday, Nathan Carter, best back on the team, like I think by a lot. You just got to play to your strengths. You got to figure out what works and you have to go with it. This week against Richmond, like I said, it's not going to be a whole lot different. I mean, there's not a ton to say. Washington next week will be more interesting. There will be more like we got to do this. We got to, there will be more to break down. This week against Richmond, I think it's a lot of the same as it was going into the Central game. I would like to see, obviously, four quarters. Play well from the jump. Like, don't take an entire half to figure out the Richmond Spiders defense. Don't take an entire half to look like you can manage picking up first downs. Don't take an entire half to look like our offensive coordinator understands where this offense excels. Play hard, play well, execute, get shit done from the jump. Dominate them for four quarters. Score for four quarters. Move the ball for four quarters. Get out to a big lead so then we can see what Caden Hauser has for a full quarter or maybe even a full half, and it isn't just throwing him in for a drive at the end of the game. I'd like to see four quarters. I'd like to see the offensive line push these guys around more. I was very disappointed. I talked about coming into the year. Yeah, we're losing these playmakers. Yeah, we lost Thorne. Yeah, there's questions with Jay Johnson returning, and the offensive line sucked last year, and the guys coming in are young. I talked about how I thought one of the strengths, or at least the improvements of this MSU team, was the fact that the offensive line would be better, was the fact that we would be able to run the ball a little bit more at will was the fact that we'd be able to give Noah Kim protection when we needed it. I'd like to see the offensive line dominate for four quarters. And again, they did it, you know, in the second half, they got better. The running game was better. The pass pro, everything was better. The offensive line did their jobs more. I would like to see it for an extended four quarter period. And I don't think that's too much to ask. It's the Richmond fucking spiders. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't the Washington game, and I'm asking you to dominate them in the trenches for four quarters. It's the Richmond fucking Spiders. Like, assert yourselves. Run the fucking ball if you want to run the ball. Protect Noah Kim. And I thought the pass pro was good pretty much the whole game. I don't really remember Noah Kim running for his life the same way Peyton Thorne was all of last fucking year. But run the ball. Move them. Open a hole. First and ten, pick up five every fucking time. If we want to, it's the Richmond spiders. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for if there are adjustments to make the offense isn't clicking or the defense is struggling or whatever, whatever the case may be, make the adjustments sooner. Don't wait an entire half because against Washington, against Penn state, against Michigan, a half might be too late. Make the adjustment right when the adjustment needs to be made. I was happy with the way they bounced back. I was happy with the competitive drive. I was happy with the coaching staff as much as, They've kind of gotten roasted on Twitter during the game and afterwards. I was happy that they made the adjustments, even if they did come after an entire half. I was happy with the defense, dude. I thought the defense looked great. And I know it's Central Michigan, and I know their quarterback, as athletic as he was, couldn't throw a football 10 yards, I don't think. I mean, he that, that Emmanuel guy, great athlete, fucking incredible with his legs, was unreal at evading pressure and making plays. Guy, guy can't throw a football. Guy can't throw a football to save his fucking life. You know who can? Michael Penix. I don't know who Richmond's QB is. I assume he'll be a little bit better at airing it out than Emmanuel was. Michael Penix definitely is. So it'll be interesting to see how our secondary holds up against guys that can actually throw it. I thought the secondary looked pretty good, though. I did. I thought these young guys looked good. I thought Tatum was good. I thought Malik Spencer was awesome. Mangum, eh. Kind of his fault on that touchdown central scored. I thought Chuck was good. 
Um, the front four, the front seven, we were solid against the run. Would have liked to see, I don't want to say havoc in the backfield because it did feel like we got home a good number of times against Central, but that Emmanuel dude just kept scampering out of there. There were a few plays where we had him. We let him get away, broken tackles. That certainly needs to be cleaned up. I'd like to see the front four be a little bit more dominant if possible because here's the deal. You could probably blitz Richmond, get away with it, get pressure, get sacks, and complete passes. Michael Penix, I don't know if we're going to be able to blitz him. And if we do, it's not going to be able to be frequently. He's going to toast you. You bring linebackers, he's going to hit the shallow crosser. You've only got three guys deep. You send six, he's going to make you pay. He's got one of the best wide receiving cores in the country. He's got maybe the best arm in the country. We're going to have to be able to get pressure with just four guys. And that was another thing I talked about coming into this season. It's hard to have a bad defense if your front four can apply pressure. It's tough to get yards racked up if your front four can stop the run. I'd like to see those guys without the blitzes, without any fancy twists or stunts, I'd like to see us be able to just put four down on the line, say go get the quarterback and get pressure, get a couple sacks. That's what I'm looking for, although I thought they were good for the most of the game. I thought the defense in general was good, despite that Emmanuel guy not being able to throw. Look, he made some plays. When we got down to the red zone, we held up, forced a turnover, half the entire interception total of last season. That's a good start. I thought there were good things to take away from the defense. And I do think the secondary, no matter what happens against Washington or the rest of the way, I do think these young guys we have in the secondary that I listed, I do think they're the answer going forward next year, the following year, when they're all upperclassmen, I do think those guys have something to them. Like, I think they got a little grit. They got a little edge. They're not afraid to make plays. They don't give a fuck who you are or what your team name is or who your quarterback is, they will meet you at the football. Dylan Tatum, I thought, was great at that all day. Even the guys who did catch passes on him felt like bang, bang. Every time a guy caught a pass, Tatum was right there. I do feel like that those young defensive backs, I do think they're going to be the guys to kind of turn it around <clears throat> for the MSU secondary moving forward as a program, not just this season. But, yeah, a little more pressure from the front four. Tune me's Adelaide, like, make a couple plays, Winman. He didn't rush the passer a ton. Maybe we use him more in that capacity against Washington, make some plays. I would just like, because we're going to need it. You know what I mean? Like everybody wants to get pressure with four guys, obviously, but we're going to need it. We're going to play Mike Penix. We're going to play Washington and we're going to need to do it if we're going to stand a chance against those guys. But I don't know, all in all solid game. You know, the first half was disgusting. The mood in Spartan Stadium wasn't great. The Boo Birds, which... We got Michigan State fans upset on Twitter. How are you booing these kids? We need to be supportive. They hear the outside noise. We got to be on their side. Look, dude, no one was booing Noah Kim. No one was booing the kids. They were booing Jay Johnson. They were booing the plays we were running. They were booing the attitude of the offense, which was second and 10. Let's throw a, let's throw a screen pass. Let's throw a flat wide receiver smoke screen. See what happens. Third and 11. Let's run it. See what happens. Fucking be aggressive. Call offense like we're trying to score. That's what the Boo Birds was. We're not talking about the players. We're talking about the guys, the staff who get paid millions, the guys who were supposed to spend the entire summer figuring out how to fix what sucked last year. That's who was getting booed. We'll see what happens against Richmond, though. Above all, just improvement in all those categories. Improvement. Noah Kim, look sharp from day one. Hit the intermediate routes. These wide receivers, Trey Mosley, Malik Carr, Put a pair of fucking gloves on, please. 
catch the ball, guys. Montori Foster in the end zone. Catch the ball, guys. It's a new quarterback. We're trying to get this offense off the, you know, we're trying to get us off the blocks a little bit. You got to help them out. You got to catch the ball when a frozen rope hits you in the hands. You have to, right? I thought Kim was fine. I thought Kim played pretty well. I think he's got all kinds of potential. I don't know what that potential is going to be. I don't know if he'll be better than even Peyton Thorne was in 2021, but I think Noah Kim's got something there. The guy's got a live-ass arm. That Hail Mary he threw to Foster was like a 60-yard rope. I mean, that was a fucking laser beam. I don't know if, like, Connor Cook makes a throw like that, to be quite frank. So I'd like to see, you know, just improvement. Clean up the shit that you missed. Offensive line, move some guys. Run game, feed Nathan, Car- Nathan Carter. Defense, let's get a little more pressure with four. Um, tackle a bit better when we do get home. Make the play, bring him to the ground. Because, again, you can get away with mistakes against Central Michigan. You can get away with letting those guys go against Richmond. Mike Penix, if you get him in the backfield, you have to bring his ass to the ground because he's going to make you pay. If what should be a third and 18 is another third and 10, he's going to make you fucking pay, plain and simple. So I just want to see improvement all around. Jonathan Kim, one last shout out. I thought he was awesome. Um, Good to see that we have a kicker who can make a fucking field goal and an extra point. That was nice. That's refreshing. Um, We needed that. But I don't know. Michigan, same shit. Michigan, same shit. Um, They're going to run the ball. JJ's going to be sweet. They're playing bums, UNLV, at the big house. I expect them to steamroll them. I'm sure U of M probably has a little bit more, like, urgency this week, a little bit more of a will to dominate, I would assume. I feel like their fan base even a little bit was, you know, I don't think they came out in that East Carolina game going, let's kill these guys by 70. I think they came in, let's get guys reps, let's win the game, let's see what we got. But I I think their fans, their coaching staff, their players – They probably want to get after it a bit more. They probably want to assert themselves a little bit more. They probably want to let everybody know, like, we are going to do what we said we're going to do this year. We are going to be dominant. We are going to be the big dog in the Big Ten. I wouldn't be surprised if they turn up the gas a little bit this week against UNLV, but it's tough. I was at a wedding all weekend. I didn't really watch the Michigan game. I saw the highlights, so it's tough for me to say what they did well and didn't do well. I saw a couple throws from JJ that were clean. Roman Wilson's nice. Blake Corum looks fast as fuck. Their defense held them to three points, which is tough to do against anybody. Michigan's good. I don't know if there's much else to say about them. Michigan's good. They're playing another inferior opponent this week at home. Ann Arbor's going to be live. I'm sure there's going to be a buzz inside the big house. I'd be surprised if they didn't win the game by another 30 points or whatever it is. I'd be surprised if they didn't manhandle them from the first snap to the last. I'd be surprised if they didn't kind of push the limit a little bit more, stomp throats a little bit more, see what J.J. can do, get a little more aggressive offensively. Harbaugh's still out. The four, the fours thing Michigan did, dude. What? I mean, it's a self-imposing suspension, guys. He didn't die. It's a self, the university. Michigan themselves suspended the guy. We're doing four. We're doing – for paying tribute, your own school is the one who who said he's going to sit out. We're having a eulogy for him on the field. I mean, look, you can say I'm a Michigan State guy and I'm jaded, and you you would do it too. It's a nice gesture from the players who love their coach. So what? Why is that corny? They love their coach. Guys, 
It's week one against East Carolina, and it's a self self-imposed suspension. We're pretending like he got hit by a bus. Come on, come on. You know the stigma around Michigan as it is. You know the stigma around Jim Harbaugh as it is. We're pretending like like this dude has fucking Parkinson's. Come on, come on. But they'll keep winning games. They'll keep rolling. They'll get Harbaugh back, and I'm sure be even better. So as long as you're winning, who gives a fuck what you're doing in the backfield? All right, quick break. Lions, 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 Lions. Lions, 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 Lions. What a world. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. What a fucking world we live in. First game of the NFL season. It's the Detroit Lions we're talking about. I just want to clarify. We're talking about the Detroit Lions. I'm 26 years old. Okay. Not one time in my life have the Detroit Lions had any sort of hype behind them, any sort of media attention, any sort of recognition that they be they may be something other than the Detroit Lions. Never once have have we had a season like we did last year where it's off to a slow start shit's not going our way coaching decisions may be a little questionable at times and they bounce back and nearly run the table the second half of the season beat green bay keep them out of the playoffs end the season on like the best note the lines of every end of the season on in my life never never have we gone into a season where we're, I think, the favorites to win the NFC North. It's never even been a fucking discussion. It's never even been an option that the Lions could win the NFC North. There was this guy named Aaron Rodgers who kept us down for like 10 years. And then before that, this other dude named Brett Favre and sprinkled in here and there with the Bears and the Vikings. Never even been a possibility that the NFC North could be Detroit's division to lose. Opening up the season, first game of the year, national primetime television against the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs probably the favorites once again to win the Super Bowl this year Pat Mahomes the best quarterback in the entire league Travis Kelsey whether or not he plays one of the best playmakers in the entire league at Arrowhead this has never happened this situation the hype being in a game like this I don't know if the Lions played one singular national televised game all of last year we're playing the first this year. We're opening the NFL season. People in California, people in Texas, people in Delaware are going to be watching the Detroit Lions play Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is unprecedented territory for fans, for the team, for the organization, for the city, for the fucking football, for the NFL, for sports, for humankind. This has never happened the Detroit Lions being in the position they're in right now. Okay. I want to preface it with that. So I'd like to say, before we talk about the game and like what we hope these guys do this year and all of that, take a moment. If you're on your way to work, maybe you're folding laundry. Maybe you're watching your kid's soccer practice. Take a moment right now and just think about how absurd it is 
that we're here. How absurd that the Detroit Lions are in this game. How ridiculous it is that we have, I guess, reached these heights and not we haven't done shit about it. But the the people on ESPN talking about the Lions, Charles Barkley talking about how he's rooting for the Lions. A rebuild actually worked. We got the guy, Dan Campbell, who can't say five words without saying man, drinks 80 coffees a day, and it's working. Jared Goff, who was kicked to the curb by the Los Angeles Rams, who then went on to win a Super Bowl with our guy Stafford, and it's worked. Drafting Penny Sewell, sixth overall in Holmes' first draft, and it worked. Worked going with Hutchinson at two last year after people said, oh, he's overinflated because he's a hometown kid. It's because he went to Michigan. He shouldn't have even been in the Heisman. He's undersized. And it fucking worked. Fast forward to this draft, people talking shit about Jameer Gibbs, talking shit about Jack Campbell, talking shit about Brad Holmes like he doesn't know what he's doing. We'll see if those work. I got faith in the guy. I'd like to believe they will. He hasn't steered me wrong yet. Think about how crazy it is that the Detroit Lions right now as a fan base, we get to like be a part of this. I never thought I'd ever see it, dude. I never thought this would ever happen. Like we would actually figure it out. We'll see if they can get the the rooster to the the hen house or whatever that expression is. The horse to the water, the, the cows into the barn, whatever the fucking. We'll see. But we're at the precipice of going into a season where like the Detroit Lions are one of 10 teams, 12 teams, where people are going, they could maybe win this thing. What the fuck? What are you talking about? The the Lions, the Detroit Lions, who had Barry Sanders and never did shit, retired early. Would Calvin Johnson, retired early, never did shit. Matthew Stafford, never did shit. One, one year, wins a Super Bowl. Those guys? That team, that organization, the city of Detroit, who everybody loves clowning on, everybody loves making the butt of their jokes. They, this organization? These fans, we got something to cheer for, something to look forward to, an actual reason other than Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid to go into an NFL season feeling fucking great. A depleted NFC quarterback-wise, it's Jalen Hurts and then absolutely no one. A depleted NFC North, Rodgers gone. Vikings will be solid. Bears shouldn't be anything too special. We have the keys of the kingdom? What? What? What the fuck? I can't believe it's real. Thursday night, Arrowhead, Kansas City, Pat Mahomes. It's going to be a tough one. There's no doubt. It's going to be a tough fucking game. Pat, you know Pat Mahomes, dude. That guy's a wizard. The guy wins game 10 seconds on the clock, starting at his own 20, and they find a way to win games. The dude does incredible things. We're notorious for blowing leads. Shit happens. It's going to be a tough fucking game. We're going to have to play A-plus to win it. Hostile Stadium. They don't give a fuck about the Lions story. They don't give a shit about the rebuild or about Dan Campbell or about Hard Knocks last year. Their fans don't care about the Lions. It's going to be hostile. It's going to be loud. Might even be some home cooking from the stripes. We're going to have to play our titties off to win this thing. And the craziest part is the most fucked up Willy Wonka's chocolate factory aspect of this entire thing. I think we can do it. I think we can absolutely pull it off. I think the Detroit Lions can very well 
march into Arrowhead Stadium, kick the Super Bowl champs in the fucking nads, and get out of there with a win starting off the season 1-0. The team of destiny, the season of destiny. A year we've all been waiting for since 1991. I think we can actually pull the fucking thing off. That's what's crazy. We've got all the pieces. We've got the quarterback. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Joe Burrow. Jared Goff was nice last year. Jared Goff was a real good fucking quarterback. We've got an offensive line. Pushed people around last year. Ran the ball successfully, consistently, for the first time in my entire life. Protected the quarterback. Gave him time last year. We've got those guys. Everyone's coming back. We added to them a little bit. We've got the weapons. No Jamison Williams. That sucks. Fuck it. We didn't have him last year either. We've got Amon Ross St. Brown. Got Sam Laporta, who everyone's raving about. This guy's a man amongst boys. Best tight end in the draft. This dude's going to be a difference maker. Marvin Jones wants to get in on the action. He came back. We've got new weapons in Jameer Gibbs. A dynamic playmaker. Other guys wanted him. Brad Holmes, you're an idiot for taking him in the first round. Turns out, a handful of other teams said great pick. They wanted him too. He's not going to just be a running back. He's going to be a wide receiver. He'll be in the slot. Who knows what the fuck else this guy will do for us. Saw a quote today before I hopped on here. Amon, Amon Ross said he might be faster than Jamison Williams. You believe that shit? We're adding him to that offense we had last year? Look at the defense. A unit that only got better as the season went on. Added three free agents. In the secondary, the biggest the biggest unit of need on the entire team. Added three free agents, bona fide guys. They can play. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, by the way. Think he's going to be a different – he's not just going to be a guy who's better. He's going to be a difference maker. Kirby Joseph's coming back. Brian Branch, this kid we got from Alabama, he looks like a stud. Another steal, courtesy of Brad Holmes. The front four who only got better as the season goes on. We got James Houston. Josh Pascal looks like he'll be healthy for the first time in forever. Levi on work. He's actually playing games. Aiden fucking Hutchinson is poised for a big year. You got to believe he'll take a step. Added to the linebacking core, a guy like Jack Campbell who just has a nose, dude. Just makes plays. Makes a thousand tackles a game. Knows where the ball's going before the offense even does. Doesn't fuck up. Knows football IQ. He's a Dan Campbell. He's a Detroit guy. Hard nose. Doesn't need the press. Doesn't need attention. Doesn't need confetti and balloons. Just wants to play football and hit somebody. Feels like something special. Um, it feels like this is our year. You know, lion sunglasses aside, it feels like this is the moment to do something. This is the year to wash the Detroit Lions stain off this franchise. It feels like this is the year that fans, millions of us across the world, can cash in those tickets we've been holding on for 30-plus years. The One day, dude, one fucking day, one day, bro, the Lions are going to figure it out. One of these seasons, man, they're not going to be the Lions. One of these years, we're going to host that playoff game. One of these times, we're going to have the right coach, the right GM, the right quarterback, the right team around them, and things are going to go our fucking way. What better way to start this thing off, to send a message not only to the league and to the people on the outside, send the message to ourselves that this is it. Find me a better way. You fucking can't, dude. Find me a better opportunity. 
How couldn't you want this game? How couldn't you be jacked up? How couldn't you feel good? I know it's the Chiefs. I know it's Pat Mahomes. I know it's Arrowhead. I don't fucking care. That's the thing about it. I don't care. It would be massive. It would be massive to start this thing off 1-0. You look at the last few years, as great as last season was, got off to a shit start. The year prior, obviously, what were we, 0-9? Shit. Shit. Shit ass start. Change it up this year. Get off to a good start. Now, if we lose this game, it's the Chiefs. It's Mahomes. It's the Super Bowl. Okay, the world's not ending. The sky's not falling. If you lose this game, regroup. Shit happens. It's the best team in the NFL on the road. Make adjustments. You're still awesome. You still have everything you need in that building to get the job done. But start this thing off the right way. Like, shoot us out of the cannon. We're all psyched. Everyone's behind the Lions. People who aren't Lions fans are behind the Lions. Chuck Barkley is riding with the Cats. Start this thing off the right way. Like, make that change. If we're going to be different this year, if this isn't going to be like Lions teams of the past, why not instill that from the very first fucking snap of the season, from the first game? Why not make that known from the get-go? It's not going to take us till week four to get this thing on the tracks and realize, oh, okay, this is how you win. It's not going to take us half a year. Week one, we know what it takes. We started to figure it out last season. We understand now what we got to do. You want to be the best? You got to beat the fucking best. That's how it works. Start this thing off hot. It's going to take everyone. It's going to take a clean game. It's going to take your best game. But they can do it. Fucking pull it off. Look, you're going to have to rush the passer with four. Aiden Hutchinson's going to have to be a menace. James Houston's going to have to be a dog. Aaron Glenn's going to have to have his tinfoil big brain mega mind hat on. He's going to have to know what Pat Mahomes wants to do before Pat Mahomes knows what to do. You understand? The secondary, we're going to have to be locks. Brian Branch is going to have to live up to that preseason hype. Kirby Joseph is going to have to run it back what he did last year. Mosley, C.J. Gardner, who is the other corner I can't remember, Cam Sutton. These guys are going to have to live up to the billing when we signed them. Tracy Walker, he's getting second team reps wherever he's playing. He's going to have to be that guy. He's going to have to be a leader. He's going to have to make plays. Linebacking, stuff to run, Anzalone. Adjust the defense. Malcolm Rodriguez when he gets in there. Derek Barnes, Jack Campbell, don't let that moment be too big. Play football. Fucking do your job. Stick to your assignment. Stuff the run. Make Mahomes throw it. Make him get after it. Make him get out of the pocket. Chase after his ass. When you get to him, bring him to the fucking ground. No stupid penalties. No late hits. No face masks. None of that shit. Play a clean game. Do your job. No heroes. Offensively, block. Run the football. We're going to have to. We're going to have to open up holes on the inside. We're going to have to get Monty and Gibbs room. To work. We're going to have to make Jared's life easier running off that play action. Amon Ra, got to get open, catch the ball. Sam Laporta, it's fucking time, baby. This ain't the Big Ten anymore. This isn't Brian Ferentz calling plays. Ben Johnson spurned head coaching opportunities to come back and coach this offense. You understand? This guy said no to elevating to the fucking apex of his career to come back and call plays for these guys. Make the plays. When he gets you open, when he schemes you open, make the plays. When the play action works, golf, hit your man. 
when we need three yards on the ground, open up the hole. Penny Sewell's going to be a menace. I know Taylor Decker, he's been, how long has he been in Detroit? Eight years, nine years? I know he's been waiting for this shit his entire career. Frank Ragnow up the middle, one of the best centers in football. I know he's been fucking waiting. I know he's ready to put a hat on a hat and open up a hole. I know he's ready to, he's been watching tape. He knows what Kansas City likes to do. Chris Jones may not play. His life got easier. He knows how to slide the protection. Everybody needs to do their job. We got to come in prepared. We got to come in. Can't be afraid now. Can't be afraid. You got to respect them. You got to know, hey, these fucking guys know what they're doing. Can't be afraid. I don't give a fuck that they're the Chiefs. Punch him in the mouth from the first whistle. There is no plan from behind. There is no it takes a quarter or two to get this thing rolling. From the very first fucking snap, do what you're capable of. Everybody knows what we're capable of. They sure as hell do. The players, the coaches, they know what we can do. Fans, we know what we can do. Do it. Do it. Don't take six weeks to get there. Don't make everybody write you off. Don't let the free press journalists have a reason to write the article. Is Dan Campbell's plan really the one we should be following? Don't even give them the window of opportunity. Not that it fucking matters, but don't even give them a reason to open their mouths or pick up their pens. From the very beginning, do what you guys can do, man. Start this shit off the right way. It's going to be like a match in a tinderbox. If you do, if the Cats go into Arrowhead and win this game week one, you you will never have seen hype like this surrounding the Detroit Lions in your entire lifetime. I promise you that. I promise. So do it. You can do it. You're capable of it. It's right there for the taking. So fucking do it. We're going to have to run it. We're going to have to run the ball. We did it last year. I don't see why we can't do it again this year. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I think he's an upgrade over Swift. David Montgomery, I think he's an upgrade over Jamal Williams. That offensive line should be as good, if not better, as it was last year. A little more comfortable. Ben Johnson, he's still a genius. I got no reason to believe otherwise. Jared Goff, we started off talking about him. I got faith. He knows where the open guy is. You start running the football play action, his life becomes a lot easier. You don't think he wants to prove himself. He knows the stakes, dude. He knows people are going to be talking about him against Mahomes. He remembers that Monday night game when he was still in LA a couple years ago. Wide receivers, dude. Amon Ra, you're going to have to get open and you're going to have to do it often. Sam Laporta, brother. I know you're a rookie. I know this is your first big tilt. We're going to need you, pal. Dan Campbell. No one to use those timeouts, brother. Tell me you played some Madden this offseason. Tell me your 14-year-old nephew told you, yeah, in that Minnesota game, you should have used the timeout here. Tell me you improved, Dan. I know he's going to get the guys up. I know these dudes are going to be motivated. I got no fucking doubt about that. Defense, hutch, show something. I mean, this is an opportunity, this game alone. This season, obviously, but this game alone is an opportunity for Aiden Hutchinson to fucking come out and tell the world, yo, I'm like that. I'm one of these guys. Second overall pick, I'm a steal. That shit should have been first. Get after Mahomes. Make his life miserable. It's like Washington for MSU. That's what we're going to need to do. We're going to have to be able to rush four, and we're going to need James Houston and Aiden Hutchinson to make those guys' lives hell. Those offensive tackles are going to wish they never woke up when 97's lined up across from them. They are going to have to wish James Houston was never born. That's what we need to happen. The linebackers, Anzalone, you're going to have to play a game of chess, brother. Grandmaster type shit. 
jostling against Pat Mahomes, adjusting the defense. He audibles, gotcha, bitch. Checkmate. Stuff the run for a yard. That's what we're going to need. You get to the ball, you make the tackle. No stupid fucking penalties. Cover your guys. I know it's a lot to ask in this day and age. Jack Campbell, you haven't guarded, you haven't covered athletes like the Kansas City Chiefs. God, pray to God, Travis Kelsey, you know, hope he's all right, but would love for him to not play. Going to need you to step up. These guys in the secondary, last year's in the fucking pass. You got better too. You got better too as the year went on. Show it. Do it. Give me this, dude. Give me this. Start off 1-0, bro. Start the season off on the right note. I don't want to have any reason to log on to Twitter Monday morning and see people talking about, well, same old Lions. I don't want to read that shit. I don't want to have to see a free press link talking about how Dan Campbell may not actually know what he's doing. Fuck that. I don't want to see an ESPN article talking about Brad Holmes. He took Jameer Gibbs, huh? That doesn't look like such a good idea after all. I don't want to have an excuse for anybody to say anything along those lines. Fuck that. Same old lines. Fuck that. Shove it down their cram holes. It's going to be tough. It's Pat Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be tough. It's the reason they got two rings looking for a third. It's going to be hard. (sighs) Fucking come out from the jump, dude. I've never felt like this about the lines in my life. The buzz is in the air. All my friends, fans, you know it. You're in Michigan. You can feel it. Downtown Detroit, I was there Thursday. You can sense it in the air. We are waiting for this shit to get going. Everybody feels like it's going to be different. So prove us right. Prove yourselves right. Fucking find a way. Find a way, Thursday. Biggest game the Lions have played since the last time we were in the playoffs, dude. Find a fucking way. 1-0, week by week. I don't care who they are. I don't care who their quarterback is. Find a way. Do your job. Stick to the responsibilities. Trust in each other. Rest will take care of itself. This this fucking team's capable, bro. This is the year, man. This is the year the Lions do something that the Detroit Lions, you and I know, have never done. This is the fucking year. Eyes of the nation are upon you. Starting off the NFL season, there's a reason they chose you to be in this game. Prove them right. Prove them right. It's not the same old Lions. It's different. It's not the Lions of five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's a different fucking team. It's a different organization. The leadership's different. The guys on this squad are different. Prove it. I can't fucking wait. I can't fucking wait. I love the Lions. I love the Lions so much, and I just want this to be different, dude. Because I'll tell you. If this year's not different and week one, look, like I said, they could lose this game and still go 16 and one. This game isn't the end all be all. I just want that it would go a long fucking way for everybody's morale and psyche if they did win it. I just, if this isn't the year that things change, does that exist? You know what I mean? That's what I'm terrified of. I'm not terrified of losing or the Lions being nine and eight again. I've seen that a million times, but if this isn't the year, that we get it done, if this isn't the year that the Detroit Lions are a different Detroit Lions, then when? Prove us right. Catch you guys later.